up until the point of 21 years old, I was very much like just getting by in life, always just did enough. You know, I'd go through school, just get enough. Apart from PE, mm. you know, it was just C grades. I just did, you know, I was average. I just did enough, an element of laziness, element of couldn't be bothered, mm-hmm. element of not being inspired. Are you searching for your ideal career, fed up of your daily grind, or simply want to hear some inspiring stories? Then you've come to the right place, because it's time to do a job you love. It's time to get work savvy. Welcome to episode three of the Get Work Savvy podcast. I hope that you're well. I'm super excited that you're here. This is the show that's going to bring you tips, tricks and ideas to help you find a way to get paid for your passion. But how are we going to do that? Well, we're going to be interviewing people who know best. Those people who found a way to do a job that they love. Hi, my name's Liam Gardner. I'm an e-product manager for a national training provider in the UK. Now I love my job, but it took me over 10 years of searching to find a job that I enjoyed, let alone loved. And I want that for you too, but I don't want it to take you 10 years. Now if the world of e-products sounds interesting to you, then don't worry. I've recorded an episode and that'll be released in the coming weeks. If you want to find out more about my motivation about why I think you should get work savvy, then there's the introduction episode, which you can go back and listen to. That'll give you some ideas about why I think you should do what you love and not just accept what you find yourself doing. As well as that introduction episode, there's Owen's episode, who's a successful drum and bass DJ, whilst also managing his nine to five. Episode two focuses on Jade, who's running a successful after school program with Steam Schools. Now, both of these individuals have got specialist career areas. And for some of you might be thinking, I'm not really interested in that world. But don't worry, what we do at the end of each show is summarise the key takeaways that you can use no matter the profession that you're interested in. So be sure to listen right through to the end of the episode where I'll summarise the key takeaways from the show. If you've already listened to those two episodes and have subscribed, then fantastic, I'm so glad that you're joining me every week. If you're running through the back catalogue, or if this is the first episode that you're listening to, then why not consider subscribing so you can be updated with a new episode every single Monday. Now this show is about you, so I'd love to hear what you think. If you have a spare two minutes, I'd love for you to go onto the podcast app of your choice and leave a rating or review of the show. Not only will that help the show itself, but it'll also give you the opportunity to enter our launch competition. The launch competition allows you the chance to win a £50 or one of the two £25 Amazon vouchers. The lucky winners will be selected from a range of people who send me in their rating review, so taking a screenshot and sending that through to liam at getworksavvy.com. The winners will be picked out on the 21st of December 2018. It'll only take you two minutes, so why not be in a chance of winning that £50 voucher as an early Christmas present? All of the winners will be announced in the Christmas Eve episode. Be sure to tune in to see if you've won that prize. So let's get back to the show. Now, as I mentioned previously, motivation is great, and I hope that these episodes are inspiring, not only to open your eyes to different careers that are out there, but also to see the journey and potentially to understand that not everything's perfect for everybody, and sometimes we have a little bit of a struggle to get where we want to be. Liam's episode illustrates that perfectly. Now, I'll let him explain it in his own words, but he's got such a powerful story and he had such an eye-opening experience from the unfortunate situation that happened. Now, Liam is the first to admit that he didn't really enjoy school, but he found what he was passionate about. And then he used that motivation, drive and determination that he had to become a personal trainer and then build a successful studio and then move on to his now coaching career. I'd love to hear what you think about this episode. So send me a tweet using the handle at GetWorkSavvy on Twitter or Facebook. So without further delay, let's listen to what Liam's got to say in the main interview portion of this episode. 
Thanks, Liam, for coming on to the Get Work Savvy podcast. Pleasure to have you, sir. Could you just give the audience a bit of a background about what it is you do and how you found a job that you love? Hey, Liam, just want to say quickly, thanks for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be here. Appreciate you inviting me on. Bit of background about me. Um, How far do you want me to go? Wherever it takes us, man. Okay, cool. We'll just go along with the flow. So actually, I, I know you, Liam. Obviously, we went to the same school, a little place called Great Corner and Upper School. I don't think it's called that anymore, is it? It's called something else. Uh, I think it's Thomas Gainsborough. Thomas Gainsborough? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Liam was a year older than me, both Arsenal supporters. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how I kind of know you because obviously you like to play football. I like to play football and I think that's how we got to know each other. Yeah. And uh, we used to play on the, on the green. Yeah. What it was called. So we used to play football Good there. times. Definitely good times. I uh, grew up in the same area. And um, yeah, from school, uh, I'll be honest, school wasn't great for me. I didn't enjoy school at all. Actually, that's an understatement. I hated school. I hated every minute of it, especially upper school. And I couldn't wait to get out. You know, I had low confidence. I was really tall. I stuck out like a sore thumb. I felt like I was an easy target. I got bullied from time to time. And I couldn't wait to get out. So as soon as I got to 16 got my GCSEs I was like right I'm off to college and college was amazing it was the best thing I ever did it gave me so much confidence in myself I love being treated like a proper adult because that's how they treat you at college I did sports science sports science diploma I've always been interested in sport I'm a big football fan big Arsenal fan and I got an A for PE and GCSE and it was uh, an easy follow-on for me to go and do a sports science diploma and that really led me into the world of fitness. And most people will know me for, you know, my fitness background, having been a personal trainer, having a very successful fitness business, becoming a fitness instructor, then a PT, and then, you know, lots of ups and downs to get me to a point where I could open my own fitness studio. And um, yeah, obviously I will go into this story, but that's my background. And uh I sold that in 2015 and now I am a a coach in a way, a coach to help other personal trainers build their businesses, but also help get the most out of the people that I'm working with, right? Help people step up and step into their potential that they know they have inside of them. You know, I'm I'm a good motivator and I like helping people. So that's a real short version of, of my background, but I'm sure we'll go a bit deeper. Fantastic. That's a great beginning. I can't believe that you were bullied at school. I never was aware of that. I always thought that you were like a a popular lad. And I'm sorry to hear that, man. When I say bullied, it wasn't like continuous. But there was periods in upper school where, yeah, I think because I had a decent ability to play football, I got away with it a lot of the time, you know, and I kind of found my way just through being in the school football team and, you know, being half decent. But there were times, especially in the later years of upper school, where I started to get picked on and called names. I was just an easy target. I never stood up for myself, so people would just use me as an easy target. On individual cases, it wouldn't have looked like much, but over time, that built up. Yeah, and it, it affects you, doesn't it? Oh, God, yeah. I just, I literally, yeah, was really struggling internally. And um, like I said, I couldn't wait to leave school. It was the best thing ever when I left. Well, it clearly did you the world of good because you've you've proved to become a success from from actually going through all that. So for the listeners out there, what did you want to do when you left school? Was it that you knew that you wanted to go into the gym industry? I know that you went to college and that's kind of the route you chose. But was it that's just because you were interested in sports? So that's the thing that you did? Or how did you find that? 
Yeah, at the time, I loved doing, you know, I got an A. That was the only A GCSE I got in PE. Everything else was a C, <laughs> C or a D, right? And um, it was the only thing I was passionate about. So I thought, well, clearly I love this. And the thought of going to college and just doing pure sport science was brilliant. The dream. I don't have to do English. I don't have to do math. I don't have to do geography. I don't have to do all these rubbish things, right, that I don't enjoy. I can just go and do sports science. And about 16, 17, I started lifting weights. You know, I was very like skinny as a lad and a teenager and I come across weight training. My cousin introduced me to it and I realized that you could change your body shape just by lifting weights. And I was just became obsessed with it. And I'm like, this is amazing. I didn't know you could control the way that you looked, right? I thought I was going to be skinny forever. Mm. And then I realized and I just began, began working out, reading online, anything I could to learn more about my eating. I remember I used to work at Tesco while going through college. I can remember just at lunchtime, just getting like magazines and reading and just learning as much as I could. While I was going through my sports science diploma, I got the opportunity to do my level two fitness instructor qualification at YMCA in Cambridge. And it was only 50 pounds. I thought, right, 100%, I'm going to get qualified and I'm going to be a gym instructor. And it was from there, once I qualified and got my first part-time job, actually at the sports center at Great Corner at Upper School. Oh, wow. Um, I worked in the gym up there for a little bit. That was my first job in a gym. And from there, I was like, yeah, this is, this is what I want to do. Fantastic. So you had that inspiration and that was your motivation to, to go into that world. Would you say, I know you mentioned, was it the YMCA qualification that you did? Would you recommend if, if people were interested in going into that world, that that's something that they need to do to start building up their knowledge, doing all the learning they can, and then getting onto a qualification similar to that? A lot has changed since I qualified. You know, this was going back 15 years ago now. Okay. And a lot has changed now. There's a lot more options with regards to qualifications, but I qualified as a PT with a company called Lifetime, and I did like an MVQ diploma in that, and I actually got it for free, like for working the job that I was currently doing. So like an apprenticeship almost. Yeah, it was like an apprenticeship and it was a no-brainer for me. And I know that company's still running Lifetime, but there is a lot of to choose from, but I would always make sure that whatever qualification you choose to do, make sure it's accredited Mm -hmm. and it's got a good background. I'm sure YMCA is still going, but that's that's a great place to start. And Lifetime for sure put me in good stead. Excellent. So you said that obviously you had more success with building up to actually opening the gym yourself. Mm -hmm. So how did you move from purely being in the gym as an employee to actually deciding that you wanted to move into actually opening up your own space and creating your own business? That's a great question. So there was a turning point in my life at 21. I, up until the point of 21 years old, I was very much like just getting by in life, always just did enough. You know, I'd go through school, just get enough. Apart from PE, mm. you know, it was just C grades. I just did, you know, as average, I just did enough, an element of laziness, element of couldn't be bothered, mm-hmm. element of not being inspired. We've all been there. Right. Um, and the same happened to me when I got to a job, even though I was really passionate about it, you know, I'd find myself going to work as a fitness instructor. You know, eventually I found myself at um, the sports center in, in Bury St. Edmunds working there full time. And, you know, I found myself like looking at the clock and just getting through so I could go and work out, like just going through my life with no real kind of passion or drive. But then in October 2008, um, I 
got the very sad news that my dad had been in a motorcycle accident and had died. Um, and as you can imagine, hit me like a ton of bricks, hit my family like a ton of bricks. And like, it just shocked me. And from that point of that happening, something changed in me, something clicked. And it's like I was shook, you know, it's like someone was shaking me. I'm just like, like, wake up, you know? And mm. I was like, wow, you've only got one life. You can be taken away from you with a, you know, snap of the fingers. I've now lost my dad and I wanted to make him proud. And I thought, right, I'm going to make something of my life. And it was a few months later that I decided, right, I'm going to be a self-employed personal trainer and make that jump, you know? That's such a hard situation for anyone to go through. And, you know, I can only imagine what that, that feels like. But but like you say, that's that's the wake-up call. And that gave you a bit of purpose to, to go on and make the success that you had with that. It made me realize that I'm not immortal, you know, and mm. I am going to die one day, you know. And people forget that, that they're going to die, Yeah, right? And um, they think they're going to live forever. Like we're in that mindset, like we're going to live forever, but we're really, really not. You know, you know it, it could happen to anyone at any moment, like my dad. Do you know what I mean? It almost puts the fear into people like, oh, I'll do that next week or I've got loads of time. But but really, like, you need to do what it is you, you want to do because you can't get the time back. I've, I've nowhere been in the same place as you, don't get me wrong, but, but I can relate to the turning up just to turn up to school or to work um, and then just going through going emotions. emotions right? And, you know, I, I didn't have that that kind of wake up call but luckily i did kick my own ass to to get into into gear and doing something i love but yeah man i I, i've no idea how you've come through that and then made such a success in your life but obviously that's a huge driving factor for you i think i think yeah i think it could do two things to you that kind of episode it can either send you off the rails or put you on the rails right and um it definitely put me on the rails yeah tested your character and you come out through the other side better and stronger yeah for sure so when you're working in, like when you had your, your gym studio, what did an average working week look like for yourself? So being a one-on-one PT, you know, self-employed PT to open up my studio, there was a good six years or so. Mm. Um, a lot of up and downs, you know, businesses failing and not going right and mm-hmm. loads of other stuff where I've had to come through hard times, you know. Mm. Well, my goal was to have a business that could run without me. I didn't want to be a slave to my own business, as I like to put. Yeah. Because, you know, people who run businesses, but they're the only person in the business, they haven't got a business, they've got a job. Yeah. Right. End of, end of story. That's, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. A business is something that can run on its own. It's got its own legs that you can go on holiday and it can run without you. Yeah. Right. That, that's a business. Right. And that's what I wanted to create. But, you know, in the industry, there's a lot of just self-employed PTs, right? You don't really see many people creating successful fitness businesses that can run on their own. Mm-hmm. So I really had to find my way. Didn't want to be the average PT working 30 hours a week, you know, doing one-to-one sessions, earning some money, going home. I didn't want that. So eventually, after a lot of graft and a lot of hard work doing 16, 18-hour days to get the business up to a point where it was making enough money to start building out a team. So I had trainers that came on board, salespeople, uh, PA and Facebook ad marketers. And, you know, I built out a whole team. So eventually my working day was I could get up when I wanted to. The trainers were running the sessions. My PA was looking after clients. 
you know, I could get up when I wanted to, I could go for a workout and then come back, have my breakfast. And then I'd pop down to the gym for maybe one or two hours, you know, have a team meeting. Yeah. Just, just, uh, just tidy up any loose ends. We had a sales office as well, which was on the other side of town. So I'd go to the sales office to make sure my sales team, that's probably where I would go first, get them set up for the day. So I'd have, you know, get up, have my breakfast, go for a workout, go to the sales office, get them set up, ready to go. Then go across to the gym, do a team meeting with them guys, then come home and then do whatever I wanted to do. That was basically uh, what was going on with my gym when I got it to that end point. Sounds, and, and I think you, 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 you hit the nail on the head there. Like so often people start a business, but essentially they're creating a job for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like trying to set up that team to support all the, all the functions that you'd normally do is, is more the end goal of not necessarily passive income, but like making it so you can remove yourself and enjoy yourself a bit more um, after all that hard work that you put in. So yeah, that's, that sounds like you had your mind in the right place for that. So um, that's uh, a, a top tip for anyone listening and, and they're thinking about perhaps starting a business, make sure it works for you and not just that you're, you're running yourself into the ground from my point of view. I don't know if you agree with that or not. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's, you know, if I could give any advice to someone setting up a business, don't go into your business thinking, I need, I just need to make money, right? Because that will create you a job that you do not like. As it doesn't matter how passionate you are about it. If you're working ridiculous hours and you're not seeing your family, you're not taking time off, you're not going on holidays, there'll be a point where you just become resentful, yeah. right? And you'll think, I don't want to do this anymore, yeah. right? It, it will happen. So, it's important that if I, if I was setting up a new business now, here's what I would do. I'd, I'd look at my life. I'd look at you know the time that I want to spend my family, the time that I want to go and play football, and I'd put all those bits and pieces in my diary first, right? So I know that whatever happens, I've got mm-hmm. a life, right? And then I'd create a business around my life, right? It's just that people create a life around their business. The business runs them, mm. right? And it's the wrong way of doing it, but... You know, we, we were in a lot of people in this mindset that if I work more, then I'll be more successful. It doesn't work like that, Mm. right? You have to be smarter. What I found is that, yes, I have less time to work on my business, but I'm a lot more efficient because I'm happier. You know, I'm spending time with my family and going to do the things that I want to do. So I'm more focused, more directed. I get more stuff done. So yeah, that's probably the best advice I'll give someone to set up a business. That's absolute gold. (laughs) And for that, Liam. So if it was that people are, I know that you're, you're quite active on social media, mm-hmm. but how did you get to that phase where, where you were the leader as such? Like, I guess in that, that you were looking around at others in this industry that you're in and following other people to glean ideas and, and different tips and tricks that they were doing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The best thing I ever did was get a mentor. Mm. I found a guy called Simon, Simon Lovell, who is a business coach for personal trainers. Mm-hmm. And after some humming and hawing, I thought like I, I got my business up to a point where, you know, it was doing well, earning about five thousand pounds a month, started building out my team and I got this studio, but I felt like there was more in me, mm. you know, and I felt like I could do more. I could, you know, I I just felt like the business has so much more potential. And I thought I'd I'm not I'm not sure how to get to the next level. Yeah. So what a lot of people do is they start guessing, right? But here's an, here's another bit of gold for you guessing is the most expensive thing you can do in business <laughs> yeah right it is it is if you're trying to guess your way honestly you'll spend so much time so much energy so much money on things that don't work mm. 
right? So I invested £8,000 in my first mentor, which was a massive thing for me at the time. I was like, it's literally all the money I had. You know, my girlfriend at the time was going, what the F are you doing? My mom, my mom was like, <laughs> holy, you know, yeah. what are you doing? You know, and everyone was telling me it's a bad idea. But there was something in my heart, there's something, you know, I listened to myself, right? And I was like, no, this feels right. I want to do it. I gave him 8,000, the whole lot. And I thought, I'm going to play full out. I'm going to listen to everything he says. I'm going to do it. And, you know, I'm not going to chicken out of anything. Even if it feels uncomfortable, I'm going to do it. Cut long story short, we went from 5,000 to 15,000 in 30 days, right? And then within 60 days, we were doing 25 to 30,000 a month. Wow. Out of 1,000 square feet. So it was a very good idea. And uh, it, it come off. It come off. And I was, I was, yeah. And I felt very good about it. It sounds like a risk from the, the outside looking in when, like you told your, at the time, girlfriend and your family, like they care for you. So they want to see the best for you, but you had that drive and you had that mindset to say that actually this is worthwhile and, and it's following your heart and, and taking advice from people. Because I think that a lot of the time, like you say, there is a bit of guesswork going on. And I mean, I've, I've had a few people that I've contacted recently about different things and just to kind of get their insight on it and their their take on it. And I've not taken absolutely every piece of advice that's been given to me because it's not necessarily suited me, but just asking and finding out what has worked for other people and what doesn't work for other people is uh, is such a, a powerful tool that, that, yeah, I can recommend as well. So, um, yeah, thank you very much for sharing that. Like you say, another piece of gold for the listeners there. Yeah, I just want to put in something. Yeah, go for it. I've been a platinum partner with Tony Robbins. Right. And there's, there's one thing that Tony says a lot, success leaves clues. Mm. Right. And which is a big one. And another thing that Tony says is if there's something you want to create in your life, find someone who's already done it and hire them. Simple as that. Yeah. And it, it's no secret. Like when Facebook hire up and coming, like high flyers from different businesses or they purchase other businesses, there's a reason they're doing that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> because they know it works and well, not necessarily just Facebook, but like you say, success or like Tony says, should I say success leaves clues. A fantastic quote from Tony Robbins. Have you got any words of wisdom or, or any quotes that kind of you use to, to help motivate yourself on a daily basis? Yeah. I'm a big fan of Les Brown. Do you know who Les Brown is? Not come across Les Brown, no. So Les Brown's a motivational speaker. Right. Just go to YouTube, search Les Brown motivation or something. Right. And Mm -hmm. this guy is a powerhouse and uh, it's something he's something that I used to listen to a lot. Mm -hmm. And there's one quote, which we're going slightly off subject here, but there's one quote that always helped me with my development. And the quote is, if there is no enemy within, then the enemy outside can do us no harm. Awesome. Right. So that what that says to me is that if I work on myself and I believe in myself, no matter what, it doesn't matter what other people are saying to me. Mm. It's been a powerful quote in my life. And um, hence why I've worked a lot on the inside as well. You know, yes, I've had great success in business, but, you know, I've worked a lot on myself as a person. You know, if you want your business to work, then you've got to work at a higher level. Right. And um, that's exactly what, what I've done over the last few years. And if you're not in the right place, then you're not going to enjoy life. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? So, so if you're creating that business and it's just causing stress, then, then you've got to kind of fix that <laughs> as soon as you can. Absolutely. You, you're, in, you're in the driving seat, right? You have all the power, right? If, you, if you're telling yourself that, you know, you can't change something, then 
to cut a long story short, you're in a victim mentality, mm. right? You are, you're being a victim to your own life, right? As uh, Tim Matthew says, uh, who runs The Powerful Man, he says, you always got a choice. You have always got a choice, no matter what it is, mm. right? And when, you, and when you believe that and when you understand that, you can get in full control of your life. Fantastic. Yeah. There, there's certainly some words of wisdom that I'll, I'll put them all in the, in the show notes and, and link out to these, um, these motivational speakers for people to go and check out. But I know that you're quite motivational yourself, Liam. Obviously we've, we've been friends from, from a long time ago and, uh, and been Facebook friends. And I've noticed recently that you're doing a lot more on Facebook. So could you tell the listeners why it is that you're a bit more active on Facebook and, and perhaps like align that to where, where your path's gone now? Because you don't own that gym anymore, do you? you no. You've moved on from that. Yeah, so I sold the studio in, in, in 2015 and I moved into kind of more coaching. And um, I've done a very of different things. I have you know, helped personal trainers, which is currently what I'm doing right now. I've helped fitness studio owners. I've actually even helped men with their internal world. So helping them express themselves on a, on a full level. And Mm -hmm. this is part of the reason why I'm showing up really powerfully right now, because I've been doing a lot more work on myself internally. And I find that this is a different subject, but I find that there's a lot of men in particular who have trouble fully expressing themselves. When you fully express yourself, that is when you step into your power. Now, we get told that we need to be a certain way, as in, you know, we need to be like an alpha male and we need to be this and we need to be that. And we, you know, boys don't cry and, you know, mm. pull up your socks and get on with it and, you know, stop being a girl and, you know, all this kind of stuff, right? And, you know, this is something that's been in the in the media a lot about, especially about things like male suicide and, and stuff is because mm. men, men feel that they can't speak about their feelings. Absolutely. And um, I'll be totally honest on this podcast. I went through a bad patch about, I don't know, a few months ago. I, I came off Facebook completely, right? And uh, I took a break, a complete break. I deactivated my account. I wanted to just come away from it. It felt right at the time. But the, the reason for that is, is because my, my partner was diagnosed with breast cancer in August of last year. And, really? uh, yeah. And, um, so we've been dealing with that and, uh, it, 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 mm. you know, it was tough for her obviously, but it took a real toll on me as well. Mm. And, uh, I was struggling with that internally and, um, I was not in a good place for a little while and, um, you know, not depressed, but just not myself. Yeah. Right. And, uh, not that kind of that real positive guy that I usually am. And, um, you know, I, I recognized that I need some help. I needed some help. So I joined a program called the powerful man, which is run by a guy called Tim Matthews. Mm -hmm. And this was about, I don't know, a month ago. And a lot of the stuff he coached, I, I knew about already, but it was just a great reminder. And I realized that I wasn't expressing myself. I, you know, I felt I went into old patterns and, started feeling like I needed to be strong for my partner. Mm. Right. And I wasn't talking about how I was feeling. Right. And, you know, I felt like I had to keep it together for her. Mm. Right. And uh, I had to be her rock and I had to be strong. And, you know, it goes against everything that I, I really believe in, but I just found myself fell into that pattern, mm. you know, and I, I was just, beca- I became, I became angry 
I became stressed, became upset. And, you know, I was, I was really, I was really struggling. And it just got to a point where I just, I couldn't go on anymore. And so I reached out for help and I enrolled on this, this powerful man program. Yeah. It just, it just changed everything for me. How it all started was I started writing in a journal. So I started expressing myself in the journal and that gave me a vehicle to really express how I was feeling. Mm. Right. So I'm not the greatest expressing myself, expressing love anyway, verbally. So as, as a lot of men have trouble with, right. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> I started writing in this journal, writing letters, letters to people that I love. So I wrote to my partner, I'd write to my stepson, I'd write to my mom, I'd write to my brother, you know, I'd write to myself. Right. And I started writing all these letters and it just freed me up and it just made me feel so much better. And then as part of the program, I committed to doing 30 days of live feeds every day, 30 days. Yep. And I'm, I don't know where I'm at now, probably about day 20 or something. But I've just started expressing myself on a really big level on live and just not holding back. Don't care what anyone else, anyone else thinks. And it's freed me up and I just feel amazing for it. So I believe that depression is a lack of expression. Mm. That's, what I, that's what I believe. Right. And I, I feel that, you know, depression, a lot of it comes from just holding feelings in and not feeling like they're wrong to express them. Mm. Right. And scared of what people will think. If that makes sense. Yeah. And like you say, it's in the news and it's in the moment at present. But it's such a, like you say, it's a taboo almost with, with some people that it's like all those stereotypes, you know, don't be a girl and all that kind of stuff. I remember hearing that kind of stuff growing up and you found a, an absolutely hugely powerful way of, not necessarily, yes, you are in the Facebook Live um, and giving your, your thoughts and, and, uh, and sharing some great stuff on there. But just the journal alone, if, if people are a bit worried about it, writing stuff down lets it get it out of your system and, and it takes pressure off. Yes, it's been a game changer for me. Like You don't have to read the letters out or give them to anyone. You can just keep them in a journal, but it just gives you a vehicle to just express yourself because when you hold it in, at like I saw this video the other day and they were explaining like, you know, if you held a water bottle, like it's not very heavy right at the start. If you just hold it, it's fine. Right. But mm. if you've held that for like, say 12 hours, it starts to become very heavy. Yeah. Right. And that's what emotions and feelings do. At the first it's not much. Right. And you can live with it. But after a while they start to get very, very heavy. And when you start expressing, that is why you feel so much lighter because you're just, it's just this energy just weighs you down. You just have to release it in a way that feels right, you know? And for me, it was a mixture of writing in journals and getting on Facebook Live and just speaking my truth, as I like to say. I love it. And uh, and I've certainly appreciated you doing that. So if nothing else, thank you for, for helping me to, to kind of realize that myself. It's been in the back of my mind, sharing your emotions and feelings and things and, and just seeing like you're a total inspiration. I've got a bit more active on, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn more than anything else really. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, I've been putting things out there that I probably wouldn't have been sharing quite recently. And, and just like you say, the fear of people coming back and saying, Oh, what are you doing? It isn't a real thing. People are only really ever supportive. And, and yeah, yeah. Talking to people is such a, a powerful tool. So thank you for sharing with that with us, Liam, because I know that it's my pleasure. I know that some people would be a bit like you say, try and box that up. But yeah, no, I massively appreciate that. And I think that's a powerful message for anyone who's listening. So gonna start winding up the interview now because I know you've got things that you've got planned in to do and thank you for sharing your time on here. Before you go though, a couple of things. 
Firstly, where can people follow you if they're interested in what you do and interested in perhaps sharing in your journey? Oh, go to go to Facebook and I'm sure you'll you'll link it in the bio yeah. or something. Yes, yeah, facebook.com slash Liam.m.britton says L-I-A-M dot M dot B-R-I-T-T-O-N. Fantastic. So as you say, I'll I'll put that in the show notes so people can find you there. But also if you could give everybody one takeaway message, what would your takeaway message be? Wow. There's so many. Um I know, I know. My best bit of advice to someone is don't go through life feeling like you need to be someone else in order to achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve. So don't feel like you need to be more exciteful or you know uh, successful or this or that to to get what you want. Mm-hmm. Just realize that being you and allowing yourself to be you and fully express yourself on a massive level is the most powerful thing that you can do. This, you know, it's not about becoming someone else. It's about stripping all the, you know, BS back and allowing yourself to be hundred percent you. That is the most powerful thing that you can ever do. Absolute words of wisdom there. And uh, I hope everybody takes that on board. So that just leaves me to say, thank you ever so much for popping on to this episode. I'll talk to the audience in a second as well to, to share some more thoughts from what we've recorded and I hope to speak to you soon, Liam. Thanks so much for having me, Liam. I really appreciate it and uh, thanks to you guys for listening. Appreciate it. Wow, so I hope you agree. That's such a powerful story that Liam's got there and he's gone through such a lot to get to where he is today. Here's a quick little summary of the key takeaways that I think you should take away from this show to help you get work savvy. The first of which is that we're all mortal. It could all be taken away from us in a second. So really think about what it is that you're doing and what you do differently if you were given the chance. Moving on from that, it's all about knowing yourself as well. So looking after yourself mentally and physically and doing what it is that you want to do first and trying to find a job that will allow you to do that. Liam also talks a lot about coaching and having mentors in your life as well. And I think that quote from Tony Robbins about success leaves clue is really powerful. So not necessarily going out and spending money on a coach, but trying to find some motivational characters in the space that you're looking for, whether that's identifying yourself with a group of like-minded people, or whether you listen to podcasts such as this one in the field of your choice, or even reading a book about somebody who's been successful in the past. Setting up a business isn't as glamorous as it might sound, and it's important to think about working on your business and not in your business, because you don't want to just simply create a job that you're going to end up hating. You need to go into business not just to make money, but because you really believe in what it is that the business is aiming to do. I know the role of an entrepreneur sometimes seems glamorous, but you don't really have to set up a business to be considered to be successful. Success is measured in so many different ways. What I think you should do is find a way of getting paid for something you enjoy enough doing. So whether that's in a job or if you can do a business and take all that money away with you, great. And then manage your time to do what it is that you enjoy. Remember, Liam can be found on Facebook by searching Liam M. Britton. And I will link him in the show notes, as I've mentioned previously. I hope this has given you some motivation and inspiration for you to find a job that you love and that you're going to take action over this next week to get work savvy. Until then, take care and I'll speak to you soon.